Stick around with me, baby. You're the only one who listens to me, maybe. Never had a soft you and you're my Cinderella. I'll find your slipper again and again. You're my outer space girl, and I'm your space explorer from another world, yeah. You're my faithful soul, and I look to you, I, I get a thrill inside now. And I can't wait to show you. Hey, g'day, how you going? Um, welcome to episode number 20 of the Average Man Podcast. This episode is called Cinderella Girl. That's the intro music we heard just then. Um, this episode is a little bit different um, today. Uh, it's an interview uh, with Brad Holder from PCC Productions. That is his track there, Cinderella Girl. He goes into a little bit of detail about that song and the um, upcoming film clip for it uh, while we're having a chat. So... Um, Brad came on to talk about you know, the carols coming up and also what he's do- he's doing in town, how the business started, what his, his visions for the future is, and um, just to have a general chat. So uh, it was really good to get him on. Um, and I think that we'll be seeing him, or hearing from him a little bit more on the podcast as well. Um, had a chat afterwards, and he's pretty keen to come on and just sort of shoot the shit about music and um, things that are going on around town and, and have a bit of a back and forth with me. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I didn't kind of know that before I got him on. So there's a couple of spots here where we'd pumped through all the, the um, topics that I had written down to talk about. And I thought, oh, do we just sort of keep going, or is he keen to, to just chat about anything? I should have probably clarified that beforehand. So um, besides that, the, we had a really good chat, man. And it's a um, nice, easy, flowing conversation. Really easy, easy to talk to a guy. So, um, actually, really nice guy. And, and I had a, a really good time doing the interview yesterday. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. I'll also just do a quick uh, few shout outs before we get into the interview. Shout outs, as usual, to Two Way Hire Services, Two Way Radio Hire um, and Servicing Company, Perth based company who are willing to service you or your business up here in the Pilbara. Get hold of Ross on Instagram or Facebook. Um, we have. Captured by Carlos, who is also a, a um, average po- uh, average man podcast alumni. We've had him on here. He's a local photographer, so uh, and I'm looking to get him back on the podcast before the end of the year as well to hear what he's doing, uh, what he's been up to, what his plans for the next uh, for the new year are as well. So check him out. Also, face- Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's captured by Carlos. Great photos and videos, drone videos and things like that. Um, and yeah, he's done a lot of traveling around the world, so some really good photos throughout um, throughout Europe and, and things like that on, on his um, pages, so check him out. Also, shout out to Shafted Spearfishing, as usual, Zam and Lukey from Shafted Spearfishing, they're a local spearfishing crew here in town, they've got their Facebook, Instagram and YouTube pages for good videos and, and, and photos of uh, everything uh, spearfishing related, so go and check those dudes out as well, support, like and share your local um, crew. Uh, and also, last but not least, Samat Carpentry and Construction. These dudes are a local carpentry and construction business, uh, competitively priced, really just good, reliable, um, good quality work and really good, reliable uh, guys. You know, they, they rock up when they say they're going to rock up, they do what they say they're going to deliver and um, it's sort of kind of hard to find in this town, really good, reliable um, tradesmen sometimes. So get hold of those guys if you need any um, uh, carpentry, construction or maintenance products done. Um, yeah, without further ado, obviously PCC Productions, a shout out as well, but this is a whole interview with um, the man behind that, Brad Holder. So let's just jump into it and I hope you guys enjoy the interview and um, yeah, like, like I said, we'll be hearing a bit more from Brad. So um, yeah, 
Without further ado, let's jump into it. Uh, g'day, g'day, g'day. Welcome to episode 20 of the Average Man podcast. Uh, this week I have Brad Holder from PCC Productions on having a chat with us. G'day, Brad. Hello, how are we? Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. So I've got you down here as the man behind PCC or owner-operator or what do you what do you call yourself? Got a fancy title or anything? Or Not really. Let's go with ringleader or something crazy. Ringleader? Ringleader of <laughs> the PCC crazy. gang. Yeah, Why no not? worries. All right. It is uh, Saturday the 24th, November, and we're here at the PCC studios in Wedgefield, so you might hear some motorbikes cranking in the background, they're giving it hurts at the moment, but that's all good. <laughs> um, Brad's got us all set up with the headphones on and got my microphone working through the laptop, doing it all very, very professional for, for me, so um, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit, got to be nervous again for the first time today, <laughs> man, which is, yeah, it's always good to have a bit of nerves, it makes me fire on all, all cylinders, but um, here we are, not on the laptop, uh, not on the iPad with the, the little microphone plugged in, not in the car overlooking the, um, <laughs> the lookout in court today, yeah, so uh, something different, and um, I'm feeling pretty good. First of all, I'm not here to talk about me, um, what have you been up to, how are you? Good, good. We've been working on a few different things lately. So one of the main projects we're working on at the moment is Headland Carols, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, which we are so pumped about. It's basically an amazing carol show that we do every year. We have about a 1,000 people come down to it. So yeah. it's a really huge cranking event um, featuring a local band, a C3 band, a bunch of local singers and musicians. Um, we have a, a local artist who does this amazing painted story as well. So yeah, he, he paints it in between band sets and everything and oh, talks cool. about the, the story of Christmas while he's doing yeah. it. And yeah, lots of a new intro thing this year as well as the market stalls as well. So there's going to be some Christmas markets, okay. some Christmas shopping at, some so stalls. It's cranking. There's a fair bit going on. I was going to I was going to get to this further on down, but we'll dive straight into it. That's <laughs> fine. I'm just going to go jump straight into it with you. But one of my main questions was, was and I feel like you might have answered it a little bit there, um, the, it's over at the McGregor Street um, Oval, correct? In, That's right, yeah. yeah. So what was the – what's the? Um, and I know it's been there typically in the past, but there's been a few events at Civic Centre lately. So why why not Civic Centre for, for the carols? Why are we over at McGregor Street well, Oval there? Well, look, it, we was done over at Civic Centre a few years ago, but okay. we found out that the capacity was just getting too big for it. Yeah. We were outgrowing yeah. it, so we had to find a, a bigger venue, bigger bigger location for it, So, so which is, is, is not, not a bad problem to have. So. Not at all. I mean, we had Northwest Fest at the Civic Centre this year, and this That's is obviously right. uh, it's logistically too big for, for um, the same spot so that's definitely good well I mean I think the difference as well is with Northwest festivals it's fairly a standing festival yep. whereas this is more a picnic grub kind of yep. chilled out vibe yeah, so it needs, needs a bit more space yep. so yep. totally you'd be able yeah, to yeah. meander through and not step on the kids and all that kind of thing <laughs> yeah, that's so. right Santa will be there as well so yeah, look the kids go crazy when they see him so cool, you cool. got to have, have the room and space for them to run and, and, and catch up with Santa and what was the starting time you said for that it's about 6.30 kickoff but we, we've got um, got some crowd entertainment happening as well from about 5.30 yeah, so okay. come down reserve spot people are generally there from like five it's, it's crazy yeah. people come down so early for this one so all right it's great that's cool so um and how long have you been involved in the with the carols for look ah uh, man probably since like i think the first one i worked on was like 2009 or 2010 or oh, something wow. like that maybe yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was quite a while ago now so yeah, yeah. okay and you, you was just you're a big Christmas guy. You always been in, you know, interested in the carols specifically, or is it more from a tech side that you're yeah, interested? Yeah, look a bit of both. From the tech side is where I originally got started on it from, um, and then the the church that I started going to as well is, is plays a big part in, in running it. So yep. so through that I've kind of stepped in and, and, and decided to give them a bit of a hand with as well. So what what I, church I you it. go? Uh, C three Port Headland. Yeah, C three. So what denomination yeah. are they? Uh, it's Pentecostal. Pentecostal, okay. Yeah, yep. I'm a, from a Baptist minister's family. Cool. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. I grew up around the church my whole life. 
doesn't I don't get down there too many Sundays these yeah. days, but it's all good, mate. I'll go down for Christmas when I'm down <laughs> to see my family this year. Yep. Oh, you have to come check C3 out sometime, man. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, okay. Which one is that, anyway? Uh, it's in South Edland on Panther Street. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. I know the one. I know the one there, so. Totally. Rock band and all sorts of contemporary stuff. So yeah. it's a lot of fun. I'm yeah. sure you got your finger in, in some of that as well. Yeah, Robbie. totally. I play, play every Sunday. So, yeah, 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 right. Cool, it. man. Yeah. Well, that's why I started playing drums, you know. I'm not a musician. Right. So I'm a drummer. Mu- cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm a music ah. enthusiast. I never call myself I, I, a musician. I don't know if I've heard you mention that on the podcast before. Oh, uh, really? Well, that's that's oh. that's where I've um, so I got involved in drumming. Like my older brother drummed at the church before me when it was yep. we were, when I was a kid. Then I started drumming at about thirteen. Yeah, so sweet. I played with the band there. Same sort of thing. Baptist, a bit of a, like a rock band there, you know. And then um, played Where with those you? guys for a few years. The the um, the p- pianist and lead singer of, of the band was also my drummer teacher. So he, yeah, he, nice. he taught me how to read the the drum music a bit and play. And I got sort of um, yeah a bit of reps under my belt playing with the, with the guys at church and then started yep. in a few bands and stuff when I was at school and outside of school. I was blessed to, to go to school with a few really good musicians, actually, um, so like real metal guitarists and things, yeah, you know. Sweet. So metal wasn't my scene back in high school, but it was good to play with those dudes because, they, you know, they got all the all the riffs, man. So, totally. Actually, yeah. one of our lead guitarists, actually, here throughout, for Shreds, Jade, he's amazing. So, yeah. And he's into his, his old school metal stuff. So, yeah, he, yeah, right. He loves yeah. it. Yeah, it was all old school metal when I was a kid, mate. I'm, the, I'm born in the 80s. so Probably not old school then, but... Uh. Yeah, well, that's it. I just called it metal. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, so let me wind back up the top here a little bit. Um, you say you've had a lot going on this year. Things slowing down a little bit this this time of year now. Is the busy season for you sort of fast? Not, not really, to be honest. At the moment, we're starting to do a lot of school concerts and uh, and Christmas parties and okay. end of year stuff. So I, th- I think it will, will stay cranking through till kind of mid-December and that's when it will probably drop off a little bit in terms of live events. And then we're going to hopefully pick up our recording studio a bit and start working with some more local artists. And- yeah getting some stuff happening in the downtime. So you just so. keep rolling on, mate. You know, totally, you yeah. Take the opportunity while you can. <laughs> and, and so I see the van at um, the town of Port Headland car park there. Yeah. I live just around the corner from that quite often. So do you have a second job besides this? You well, yeah, so, so that's, that's actually my full-time job is working yeah. at, the, at the council, um, working at the Matt Dan Theatre and Cinema. So, yeah. okay. so helping with the, the live events and concerts and, uh, okay. and everything that yeah, the, yeah. the town does. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're the coordinator for all those live events and things yeah. that are going on yep. at Matt Dan Theatre. Okay, that's pretty cool. And you're based out of the town of Port Hedland office there and the Civic Centre. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, I mean, you must keep yourself pretty busy then, dude. You've got a little baby, don't you? A young baby? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Five and a month old. Five and a half months old now. Yeah, so, I think, yeah. think you just sort of um, just had the little fella when – boy, little girl. Little, yeah, little girl, girl, sorry, yeah, yeah. my bad. You just had, <laughs> the, you just had the little baby when I first met you. So, it was yeah. straight, straight out the box. So That's right. You've been pretty busy through that whole period, man. And I, totally. I know what it's like with young kids. So, you must have a, a good supportive woman at home behind I do. You. I have an amazing wife. Actually, she's incredible. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good, She's totally man. invested in it and, and loves what we do as a, as a company as well. And, That's good. Yeah, and, and as a music as well really supports what I do and, and helps me out so yeah yeah that's good man because I know that's um must take a lot of your time up it's not just the time that people see on the ground there's all the time planning it behind yeah, the scenes the as well the logistics and, and yep. you know it's kind of um uh, people you, your phone would generally be on on sort of um on blast a lot of the time when you're organizing <laughs> these events I suppose doesn't kind of the no knock off hour for you really is there sometimes basically yeah exactly I mean there's, there's sometimes I've got to stick the do not disturb on just yeah. to get a bit of family time in and you know yeah. a bit of uninterrupted time so definitely oh well props to, to you what's your partner's name then uh, Jackie Jackie yeah. props to, to Jackie as well mate because I know what it's like with the, the young kids so you need a supportive woman behind you yeah. Um, so you were born and bred, Headland boy? Yeah, absolutely. Born here, um, lived here my whole life. Um, I've toured a little bit with a few different bands and things around the Pilbara and around WA and stuff, but yep. always been based here. And Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah, cool, man. And you've got family, you've got your extended family in town. Like, yep. Yeah, yep. my mum and brother here for sure, yep. yep. Is your brother an artist? Yeah, he is a visual artist. So yeah. he just did an exhibition down at the gallery not too long ago. Yeah, so. yeah, I thought I saw, um, uh, what's his name? 
Howard. Howard? Yeah. Howard Howie. Howie. Yeah. 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 I thought I, I saw that, uh, the name on some of the, the uh, exhibition work that we were looking at. Me and my wife were down there. And cool. I thought, oh, I wonder if that's Brad's brother, you know. Yep. Artistic yep. flair runs in the family. So that is your, your brother. Yeah. So, um, uh, okay, well, give us give us a bit of a rundown of, of, of what you do, what's involved in what you do, um, yeah, and, and, the, and the scope of what PCC Productions do. Yeah, sure. So I, I guess PCC kind of started probably just over 10 years ago now, and it really came from me growing up in Port Hedland and really loving live events, but there not really being many of them. Yeah. Um, and I kind of investigated it a bit and talked with a few different bands and different artists in Perth and stuff, and the reason they weren't sort of coming through and touring to the Pilbara was because there was no equipment up here for yeah, them. Yeah, sure. Um, it, it was just too hard to lug it up here or drive a truck up here just for the one-off gig. So what, what we decided to do was, was kind of get the gear in town and save up some money and, and start doing some gigs and getting more and more equipment so that there was equipment up here when they wanted to tour up here, which would mean more live events and more yeah, concerts. Sure. And from that, then hopefully more opportunities for local musicians to, to support them mm-hmm. and, and get known as well. So, yeah. yeah, that's kind of where it was all birthed out of. And I guess we're kind of 10 years in now and, and working on some pretty significant events, which is great. You are, yeah. And then that was one of my questions. I was going to so obviously 10 years and you've been building up inventory through yeah. that, that whole time, which is not, you know, not easy. There's a lot of gear that goes that's into right. it, you know. And, Absolutely. And you guys um, – so you, when you, whenever you hire out this equipment for the for these events, you guys always man the the, the equipment yourself. Not, not not always. We do dry hire as you well. Do dry so hire. if someone knows what they're doing with their equipment and they just like to hire it and, and pick it up from us and drop it back, that's totally doable as well. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, we can offer services of operation. We've got audio, lighting crew, vision crew, the whole mm. lot. So the, the larger scale events that typically get you guys in for the whole shebang. Yeah. Right? You, yep. Definitely, and some of the small too. Yeah. And, and with 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 something like that, so. Say the Northwest Fest, right? Big, big uh, event that we had this year. You were involved in booking the bands for that as well. You yeah, know, that your, was, your job. Yeah, so that was that was wearing my council hat. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, sure, was amazing. Yeah, and, and for that, what what's uh, what scale are we talking about getting an, uh, uh, organized for an event like that? There's obviously heaps of gear. The whole place is set up. You got your sound guys down there. You got to yep, get yep. you get guys in specifically for those events. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a mixture. So we have a really great team there at the Matt Dan Theatre as well, which yep. is fantastic. The guys are really great, and they know what they're doing. They're awesome crew. Um, so we use a lot of those guys, and we brought in a couple of guys from Perth as well to give us a hand on the gigs. So, sure, sure. Yeah, so it's yeah. not volunteer work. So these that's guys are all paying yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. And professionals, and really know what they're doing well. Yeah, so. sure. And and they're linked in through the Matt Dan Theatre, and that yeah. they're saying so that makes yeah. sense. I was wondering yeah. where you you know find these guys at the right time of year, <laughs> just all jump in, and you guys must. That's right. Yeah. And, and for something like the Northwest Fair, so how many? Hours logistically are we looking at it getting out there and getting everything set up and prepped? You can't leave things just sitting there. Um, no, totally. Night, so. Totally. So, yeah, so for the build itself, uh, I think we started that on the, the Thursday. We put up the stage and the truss. Um, and then on the Friday, PA and lighting um, mm-hmm. and, and everything else um, and a couple of sound check stuff in the, in the evening. Uh, and then Saturday concert, yep. Sunday concert, and pull down Sunday night and Monday. So yeah, it, was, okay. it, was a, it was a so, nearly yeah. a week, nearly a week long event. That's right. Up. Yeah. yeah, massive slog. And, and the guys drove a truck up from Perth as well with a lot of extra equipment. So yeah, right. including that and driving back as well. Yeah, well over a week. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a big one. There's a lot that goes into it. Definitely. Um, so I've hit you up about the job. You've got uh, a little question I wanted to ask here. So I believe you said to me when you, you book you're booking the um the bands earlier on in the year, or you already booked them, I think. Hands like houses, you said was a little bit of a guilty pleasure for you. Absolutely. So definitely. Um I've listened to, to some of your uh, music you've put out. You put out an EP recently. Uh, it's, your music influence sounds more like sort of a pop punk type of influence. Yeah, like how's it be more hardcore, post hardcore? What, what's where do you fall? What's your type of type of music? Do you oh, do you man. listen to something different that you like to play, or do you just listen to everything? Or how, where does that 
what does that happen for you? Yeah, look, I, I guess I listened to a bit of everything. In high school, I was playing in a concert band, um, mm. so all of that kind of stuff, and in, in the jazz band as well. So, oh yeah, I played saxophone for a bit. And, oh, yeah, really? Totally. So every, everything from kind of that that side of it all the way through to pop punk and that kind of thing as well. Yeah. Um, even a little bit of hardcore stuff, stuff like Hands Like Houses, I really love. Yeah. And they're not too heavy, but they're not too heavy now. They're yeah. really, really good harmonies and the yeah, vocals Absolutely. and everything like that. But just the music feel complex and a bit sort of heavier in the background. It's um, I, 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 I sort of didn't start. Getting into them until that they booked that, you know, yeah, cool. for, the, for the festival. I just, I just heard them on Triple J, and I thought, oh, yeah, I like that track, I like that track. And then obviously yep. once they were coming to town, and I was trying to hook up an interview with them, I thought, oh, I started listening to them more. <laughs> I really yeah, got yeah. into them, you know. So um, definitely, but, it was funny because I was driving along the other day, and um, on uh, WAFM, Red, Red FM, yeah. um, one of their tracks was playing. I was like, who's this? It sounds so familiar. <laughs> and then realised it's Hairs Like Houses' new track, Monster, which is yeah, which off that album, so um, good. album, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Cool. Totally. I think they're over in the States touring at the moment, running them up. Yes. Look on the Instagram page. Yeah. Absolutely. But no, look, I think for myself, it kind of falls back to like a bit of a mixture of all kind of genres. And I really like John Mayer as well. Yep. Um, so I've kind of said my, my sound is kind of like a bit of a pop punk thing for like those kind of all time low guys and yep. Paramore and those kind of punk pop bands yep. mixed with some John Mayer vibes. So that's, that's kind of you, where I've ended up. And that's yeah. what you enjoy playing. For yeah, yourself. totally. Yeah. Totally. But I, I love playing with bands as well. Like yep. playing in a band vibe is so different to playing solo as well mm-hmm. because you've got other musicians around. You yeah, you just riff off yeah. and have fun on stage together. Yeah. So a bit more of a it. jam feel to it, rather totally. than you at home in the, in the studio obsessing over bits yeah, and pieces. Yeah, exactly. And this tweet that replay, this replay that. There's fun in that too, but it's a bit more of um, yeah, social side to playing in a band, isn't there? Definitely. And, and different guys and girls who can be involved in it. For so sure. for for myself, the reason I was um, involved in making hip hop tracks. Um, very amateurish. Uh, it was just because I came to Headland and I wasn't yep. playing with people anymore. I just sold, I sold my drum kit. I, I did bring an electric drum kit up here the first time, and then we just we had a tiny little house and no room for anything. So I ended up getting rid of the electric drum kit as well. And I was just like, I need to do something. I need a creative outlet. <laughs> yep, so I yep. just thought I started making. I love hip hop. Love Aussie hip hop. I can like make beats on Garage Band and started doing it that way. But yeah, awesome. kind of different influences um, to my music style. But that's why I decided to make hip hop music rather than anything else. You know, I'm more into sort of blues and rock and metal. Myself. Yeah, cool. But, yeah. You're gonna have to drop a hip hop track on the on the podcast, eh? Oh, maybe I've actually been writing again lately. <laughs> yes, yeah, I've been inspired. So I've been writing some loops again lately. Just yeah, again, it's always production and music for me. It's always the, the, the sort of stopping point. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I'm not here to talk about me. People listen to me talk all the time. Um, <laughs> so you've been building up about ten years. Um, you, you, you're good at talking. You've gone through, bumped through a lot of my points pretty pretty, <laughs> pretty quickly. So uh, did you do the Kevin, Kevin Bloody Wilson um, sound? I did, well? no. no? Not, not, not this time around, but I have worked with him before when he's come through to the theatre, actually. He's great. <laughs> Is he? He's a great guy. I was going to ask, what's he's he so like? Funny. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and his tech crew are great as well. We had the best laughs backstage with yeah. him. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it can be dangerous for a guy like him in, in today's climate. Everything's so politically correct, and he's an old-school comedian with you know an old-school way of looking at things. Absolutely. We, we have definitely had, I remember a few years ago, we had the show at the theatre there was a few people that were pretty offended by some of the content yeah, so yeah. they kind of wanted to meet him yeah, uh, right. which, which we kind of had to stop happening so yeah <laughs> but look he's such a great performer and he's really funny as well I'm just the nicest guy so, yeah, yeah yeah I bet well it's it's, it's, it's performance man you know it's a comedy yeah. show that's what it is I think exactly. that people need to settle down a little bit sometimes and just it's okay to be offended you're allowed to be yeah, offended absolutely and just move on with your life people can, people can say things that offend you that's what yeah. free speech is mate I'm all about yeah. it you know, I love stand up comedy I'm, I'm right into a lot of different comedians and one of the things, um, I grew up a little bit uptight myself, you know, came from a Baptist background and, you know, it's just the way I was brought up and really just sort of let a lot of that go throughout life. But one of the things I learned about listening to different stand-up comedians was yep. the way they say it is, 
I'm a comedian. This isn't my point of view. I'm not a yeah. speaker. I'm not a public speaker. I'm a, this is stand-up comedy. Well, just because I say something doesn't mean that's what I believe. I'm not trying to offend someone specifically. Yeah, exactly. They have these thoughts. That's funny. I need to say that. And <laughs> that's what they do. You know, yep. it's up to yep. other people to digest it and do what they want with it. But yeah, this idea that you can't be offended, you know, I find it a little bit funny. I think it's just it's what it is, mate. If something, yeah. something offends you, you don't have to listen to it. We've Absolutely. all got that choice. Yep. So, um, what else do I have going here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artists and family. I may, I'll bump through all of my questions here. Let's, <laughs> let's go back through to, to, the, um, to the, the carol. So, um, what's the date? Uh, it's the 9th of December. So 9th, 9th of December. December. Kicking off about 5.30 p.m. Well, for, with crowd entertainment. Kicks off about 6.30 with the stage show. It's going to be huge. Okay. It's going to be absolutely mammoth. All right. And... Um, with the, the business, PCC, for, for the next five years, what do you see? What do you have um, your vision for the for the business and the company? Yeah, I, I guess our, our goal has always been to support local music and, and kind of build up more local musicians. And I think what I really see happening in the community is now we're starting to get a lot of local original acts happening. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really the key is to get more original music happening in the community. Yeah. So if we can support that with our, our new rehearsal room space and our studio and get them out there and get gigs and kind of get more events happening, then that's that's totally our goal. So kind of moving more into the festival space, I guess, yep. um, and kind of getting into doing more bigger festivals and, and helping to support them happening. And, and building up the scene from the grassroots yeah. uh, level. And so with uh, the different pubs and things around town, you've got the, obviously the Yacht Club and now the Esplanade are trying to put on a few different yep. shows here and there. Walk about. Yep. So these guys, are you in contact with them at different stages during the year about if they're trying to get live music down there on a Sunday afternoon yeah, or look, Saturday look, and things like that? Definitely. We just did an event actually last night at the, at the Yacht Club yep. uh, for FMG, which was fantastic. So, yeah, and that was working with a Perth Music who actually came up to perform. So yeah, that okay. was great. And he was at Original Music as well. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I think the more that we can get original music out there, the better it is because, yeah, a lot, a lot of the time you'll be playing in a pub or, or doing a gig somewhere as a musician and everyone just wants covers and they're, yeah. they're just kind of screaming at you going, play something we know. And it's yeah. like, well, that cover was once an original too. So yeah. you kind of you need to give local musicians the opportunity to, to play their stuff because it's, it's hard to do. Like I, I think even just getting in that space where you're performing stuff that you've written yourself mm. is – it's such a hard thing to do. It's vulnerable. So, you're, you're putting yourself yeah, out there. Yeah, you're totally. enabling yourself to, to criticism totally. and judgment, things like that. And and all those bands that you're saying, the covers that you play, exactly, they were once an original band. And you've got to start somewhere. And they started by playing pubs. And, and you know that's how you start your gigs out. Exactly. So exactly. if you start a grassroots scene in town, people start seeing the same kind of little bands, little groups, solo artists, whatever, playing around the, the around the place. They start to get to know their their songs. And exactly. With streaming spotify whatever streaming services you use now it's so yeah. easy to download people's music and then have a listen and get involved in what you know they don't have to be a big band to have an album out you know you exactly. can have one or two songs and just have them online so that's a that's i think that's something the town really needs because for myself i'm not into i don't go to pubs very often anymore i'm a yeah. family man now but we like to go down to say the yacht club or yeah. the esplanade and have a beer have a feed and to have a, a band down they're just playing in the background or something it's, it just makes such a difference it makes gives it so much of a vibe you know rather than just yeah. having music come over the, the pa system so well, I, I think it really like it really inspires vibrancy in the community as well yeah. and that's that's what's going to make more families live up here you know that's that's what's going to grow the community and make it bigger is is the opportunity to, to go out and do stuff and have vibrancy mm. in the town so yeah i think the more we support that the more we're going to get more people moving up here as well 100 percent, and people moving up here for the right uh, reasons so yeah. you've been here born and bred your whole life you've been yeah. lived through the boom and then the drop off um yep. i was here at the tail end of the boom went back down to perth for a couple of years decided it wasn't for us moved back up 
Hey, um, yeah, well. it does. It does. <laughs> so, what one thing I've I've noticed, and I wasn't sure whether it was just because I've got kids now and I'm in a different zone and a different sort of group of people, or if the town has actually had a shift in the in the way it operates. But it seems to me like there's a lot more family friendly events, not even just family friendly, but just a lot more uh, community involved events going on around town, even down to things like. Um, the Christmas lights in you know in, in yeah. pool and there's a and the, the the Murdoch Street houses in South Headland and you know, there was the Halloween like people had all their houses done up in a booth yep. for all the kids to yep. walk around to you know and um this you say the carols is, is getting bigger and bigger have you seen a shift in the last few years towards a bit more of an actual natural community feel in Headland rather than just a mining town feel to it? yeah look look absolutely I think that's definitely the way that the town has moved and is going in which is which is fantastic I yeah mean, it's really great because it means we've got le- less of the, the kind of fly and fly out culture and a bit yeah. more of the the solid Solidarity of, of residents in the town, and it's just so cool and great to see. So. And not just the fly and fly out, but there was also that smash and grab mentality when people yeah. come in during the boom, move here for a year or two, you know, everything's paid for, get Definitely. as much money as they can, and then just shoot off out of town. And you know, the same thing is you're leaving a whirlwind behind you, really. You want people to be moving here to be involved and to live here actually because they, totally. they want to live in the town. Yeah. And I mean, look, like growing up here myself, like I love the place. It was such a great place to grow up in. And, you know, we we absolutely loved it as kids. So yeah. I mean, I've got, got no issue, you know, bringing up a family here is just awesome. So Well, I grew up in Crawford. I was there till I was yeah, eight cool. years old. So, um, right. yeah, I think that's probably what's – I got the Pilbara in my blood maybe. You know, <laughs> I was in Perth for 20 years, I suppose, but – my dad wasn't surprised when we decided to move up here and certainly yep. when we decided to move back, it was kind of a, yeah, 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 we figured you'd do that. So <laughs> there is something about the place that draws you back and it's good yeah. to see, not to um, not to have a whinge about the mining boom at all. I mean, that's the that's what brought the money into the town that set up the, the infrastructure that then makes it a better place for people to live, which then, yeah. you know, can attract people who want to live here more on a long-term scale. So it's all part and parcel, you know, that's the mechanism that started the ball rolling. But I was, I was wondering... From a local point of view, that someone you did feel that there is a shift in the town. That's good. that is good to yeah. see. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. yeah, I'd like to stay here for a while, and, and like I say, it's a good place to bring the kids up. People know each other in town. You know, you can yeah. go down to the shops and make eye contact with people and say good day. Right. You don't but get but those there's, there's also there. space to do things too. It's not yeah. like you can find to kind of a city where you've got to drive out of town to do something outdoorsy or any of that kind of stuff. Like, and it's packed whenever you get there. Exactly. You know, I so. mean, it's, it's incredible here because you can drive anywhere, park like five meters from where you're yeah. going, and you don't yeah. have to walk. You have to pay for parking. It's it's just great. It's amazing. And do, do you get outdoors a whole lot or are you just you're pretty busy with all the music stuff that you're doing, man? You yeah, know? look, I'd, I'd like to do it more, that's for sure. But, yeah. um, no, we, we'd certainly go down and, and hang out at Hunt Point sometimes and have yeah. a barbecue down there and that kind of stuff. And, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, cool. Definitely. So um, let me just think if there's anything else. Anything else you want to talk about while you're, while you're while we're yeah, here? Yeah, okay. Definitely. Uh, look, I, I just did a music video recently, actually, which is okay. coming out very soon, which yeah. I'm really pumped about. So I've got to. I had a really great time shooting that down in Margaret River. Yeah, right. Um, and I got to work with the same video producer I shot my last video with, who mm-hmm. is an awesome guy named David, and he came over from the UK um, to shoot uh, this and a bunch of other band videos as well yeah. around the, around the country, actually. So he's been doing great things over in the UK for about four or five years now, working with some really high end bands there having some great times. So it was just an absolute pleasure when we got to have a bit more fun down south shooting this one. So it was a cool video because it was like the the song is called Cinderella Girl. It's on my EP, which is on Spotify and all all the iTunes and everywhere else you can find music basically. Um, But the the video was kind of different because it was like picking up random shoes from around Margaret River. So he was filming me picking up these shoes all over the place, which was kind of random. Yeah, Yeah. Cinderella Girl. So that's the concept it came up with, which was kind of random. So, But the the premise of it is basically I find this – 
find this old suitcase in like this this beach path. Yeah. Open the suitcase and inside it is a Polaroid camera, um, a, a like a, a bag to pick up shoes and this this random camera. Mm. So I turn the camera on, the camera tells me, like gives me instructions of what to do and like pick up this bag and then I'm like supposed to like like find shoes from around the place. Yeah. So yeah, really cool concept. There's like this really funny scene where we recorded um, me kind of like trying to go down this flying fox with a big bag of shoes and I've got, I'm filming it myself with a camera in one hand, got this bag of shoes and I'm trying to stuff Doing shoes in action it. stunts, falling mate. over. And yeah, it was hilarious. It was a whole lot of fun. So make sure you check that one out when it comes out, but it's going to be about early Jan, I think, when early it's, Jan? When it's produced and, and yeah, ready okay. to go. So, and where, and yeah. so where will we check out the, the film clip for it? You, you YouTube? On YouTube and everywhere else online. Yeah, yeah. totally. We shot some really cool um, scenes in um, Blue Child Collective, actually, or a Margaret River band. We shot some really cool scenes inside their house, actually, oh, which cool. was amazing. They were great. Set up a lounge room with all these balloons around the place and like kicking them. And did you know those guys, or was their hook up through someone else? Well, I, I, it's actually one of the other bands that the video producer was yeah. working with. Yeah, so sure. he he kind of linked it up for us. Yeah, and, yeah that's it cool. Worked, worked really well. So with the the um the film clips, do, do the streaming devices like Spotify have um uh, like um, video, video as well? I, I don't think all... so. I think it's YouTube is, is kind yeah. of the go to and Vimeo yeah. and those kind of guys. Vimeo, so, yeah, 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 sure, totally. Yeah, yeah. funny YouTube have such a monopoly on that um like that sort of market that they do. Like there is a few. Yeah. Other Amazing. few other services you go and stream video, but it really is, it's like YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's a YouTube madness. to go to. Yeah, yeah it's just, just sure. giants, man. For YouTube, sure. some of those guys have really got things pinned down. YouTube and eBay, like not, yeah. most people do their online shopping through eBay. It's just mad how yep. those guys really yep. got in early and just dominated that whole market. Definitely. Well, I, th- I think it's really interesting in terms of that whole online culture of things as well, because we're finding now that even the younger, younger generation, like the really young kids, aren't going on Facebook and stuff. Like yeah. I, I think social media is dying for them, which is really interesting. Certain like, aspects of it are for yeah, sure. Like yeah, like Facebook's for old people now. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> We're not that old. Yeah, well, if you're, you're, you're not even in your 30s, you can be considered old yeah, these yeah, days. That's right. I feel like a dinosaur sometimes. <laughs> but I just think the whole technical – I always talk about it, man. The technological age that we're in is just absolute – just blows my mind. Yeah, man. you know, like, absolutely. I was born when there was no internet. I, yeah. We didn't have mobile phones or anything. My dad had one in the late 90s, but, you know, it was it was a brick of a thing. Um, <laughs> the internet, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we started using internet at school. It was very, very basic, you know. Um, yeah. It was more just interlinking the computers throughout the school and things like that. Yep. And to yep. watch it grow and become what it is now, it's just madness, you know. This is going to be one of the most exciting times to ever be alive, you know, to go yeah. through this transformation. When they look back at history, there's going to be a period of time that we were alive for. Really, probably you can go back to the the um, – um, the invention of electricity, this whole yeah. sort of it'll be a hundred to one hundred and fifty year period of time. It's just an explosion the way we do things and the, yep. the information that's out there nowadays, and how easy it is for people to do things like well, make music and make you know content, you know, upload things online, work with people on the internet over um, you know cross cross country and, and overseas. Like we we're looking yeah. at the Anchor app before, and you can interview people over line. You know, That's right, online. Online. It's like amazing, that. isn't it? Definitely. So it just, it just blows my mind every time I think about it, mate. And I'm yeah. still spun out by the concept of a Polaroid photo that you take a picture <laughs> yeah, of somebody, it catches a light, and it comes out <laughs> on a piece go. of paper. I still haven't got my head around that. So. Yeah, yeah. I certainly remember the days of 35 mil film cameras and all that kind yeah, of stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah Make sure you have to take the right photo because you only get one opportunity. Yeah, so yeah. 24 per roll. Like, yeah. You get those cheap cameras totally. that would let you keep taking photos. Yeah, and take the waterproof ones. Double photos on the film and things like that. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, the oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. I, I think it's really interesting with the internet as well, just in general, because 
when you look at it realistically, the internet's only 15, 20 years old still. Yeah. It's really just coming out of being a teenager. Yeah, yeah. When you look at it's it that a, way, it's, it's in, like... In its infancy, really. That's know? right. I mean, where will it be in 10 years from now, you know? like Where will VR that's be? That's what I want to know. VR's <laughs> going to be absolutely crazy. Man. Absolutely. Like, you won't need to go to the shops anymore. I mean, really, like, with click, click and collect now, all that kind of stuff going on, like, yeah. how long will it be that we're actually going to be going to the shops and actually, you know? <laughs> There's a lot of people have a lot of concerns about whether people are going to fall into this VR world to be like the Matrix. Everyone's going to be plugged in, you know, or maybe a less sort of uh, dramatic uh, um, sort of version <laughs> of that, but where people can literally live their lives through, a, you know, through a, a VR setup from home. I was going to say goggles, but I thought that's going to outdate itself very totally, quickly. Like, something yeah. else you wear, but yep. you know, probably uh, glasses insert, or yeah, yeah, insert onto right. the eyeball or something like that. But yeah, I, I just think that human nature keeps people connected, and even though the, the, those technologies will definitely follow the follow themselves through, and we you know with the invention of artificial intelligence, all that kind of thing, it's all coming. But I think that you'll find that there's people who who, who, like, who will move away from it as yeah. well. I think yeah. they'll be there. Um, um, there'll be sort of low-tech um, sort of uh, societies that, that get set up and people mm-hmm. live in these low-tech societies where you still got all the bases, you still got internet and you still got good, you know, healthcare and education and all those kind of things, but we don't have to go as far and as fast as things are moving because yeah. it's moving so quickly. I think you'll find, and maybe they'll be set up as like retreats where you spend a couple of months in your normal life living at 100, 100 miles an hour with all the gadgets and then you go for yeah. a retreat away to a, a low-tech community out bush somewhere, you know, where you kind of live in the community and we live sort of maybe similar to the way we do now. Totally. That's the way I think it'll happen just because of the way the human um, psyche people like to be connected to nature and connected to each other that's right and you can yeah. already see a little bit of that happening with uh, people going back to handmade goods and you know handcrafted yeah. you know knives and little tables and people like things that were made at home something you can touch and rub your hand over and feel the texture there's a, a human desire for that so I don't Definitely. think that's going to go away too quickly and I'm not yeah. scared of the future I just think it's um, really crazy and interesting where, where it's going to go Absolutely. And I can't even get my head around a simple anchor app, mate. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll be great. lost in the woods. Nah, you're all over it now. Nah. You kid it up. I've got, I got kids anyway, mate. So I, I, hopefully they'll just they'll guide, yeah, so, they'll yeah. guide me into, into the future, man. Yep, absolutely. But I, I think it's it's bizarre as well because you look at the the social interaction and connection like you're talking about. Like mm. it's such a different world now. Like I, I know I know people that are, are kind of scared to answer the phone. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's yeah. developing that kind of social, social anxiety, anxiety as well, which yeah. is crazy, you know, like yeah. So I, I think like the world's going to have to go back to having more interaction again at some yeah. point because yep. if, if it keeps doing this, it's going to keep spiraling down, you know. It's like it's one of those things. Social interaction and, and um, the, the learning of ideas of other people is the way we innovate and move forward at such a fast pace. Yeah. But it's funny you yeah. say that about um, anxiety and answer the phone and talking about stand-up comedians um, earlier. There's a, a guy, uh, Sebastian Manacle, I think his name is, and he's got this real funny bit about yeah. um, when you were kids growing up, Someone would knock at the door, you know, yep. and the whole family would be like, oh, there's someone at the door, you know. Yeah, and like, let's answer it. Yeah, you walk down to the door and open the door and the kids are like sliding down the hallway in their socks. Hey, yeah, who is it? You yeah, know, yeah. I come in for a chat. Now the door knocks. People are like, who's that? Someone yeah. at the door. Yeah, what are they here for? I'm not expecting anyone to be yeah. here. Shh, be quiet until they leave, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. pretend you're not here. Yeah, a lot of that sort of going on, man. And it's just weird. Yeah. It's this disconnect. You know, remember when, right. when we were kids, man. You totally. Know? The home totally. phone never rang and you didn't answer it. Yeah. People would be running to grab that's the phone. That's right. Yeah, with your dial on it. Did <laughs> yeah, you ever have one of those? Yeah, we had yeah, the dial yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We had one home phone in the middle of the house. It wasn't a portable either. And so yep. if I wanted yep. to talk so to my friends or girlfriends, I'd had to like pull the cord as long as it would go and go into two different rooms with the door closed. I'd be sitting there talking and my sister's hanging out by the door going, it's my turn to use the phone. <laughs> the one it's phone we had phone. in the house, man. It was just crazy. Yeah. And now everyone's got a mobile phone in their pocket. Yeah, I remember when we kind of got rid of that kind of dial phone originally was because there were, the phone services were going to like press one to do this or press two. And yeah. you couldn't do that on the you know, stick your finger and turn the roll yeah, yeah. around. It just they didn't work. They weren't up with the so, technology. Yeah. Totally, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. But I remember when dial-up sort of came in as well, and then it was kind of like if you wanted to use the internet, you couldn't use the phone. Oh, it was like, yeah, yeah. You having to like log in and then log out for someone to make a phone call. Like, you pick up the yeah. phone and it's gone. That's right. Yes. Take like yes. a minute and a half, and then you get to the very last bit and it would click and it didn't work. Oh, damn! <laughs> you got to go dial up again. Yeah, and someone's yelling at you to get off the internet so they can make a phone call. Yep. I miss yep. all that. That's that's nostalgia. Totally. Well, you know? Younger generation now doesn't like they'll never know the dial-up tone. No, like you know, no. that's such a historical thing for us i think is that that dial-up tone that noise like it's so in the, the dial-up tone it's like, it is right? it's, it's we in, always know it it's ingrained in their heads right it is ingrained <laughs> in your heads they'll never know the the joys of having a press uh, i mean how, how old are you 27 27 war you might have even missed the phenomena of having a cassette tape that you love oh, so no, much no, someone oh, burnt oh, it for yeah. you and it's yep, yep. And the ribbon's getting all old and tatty you've got to stick the pencil in yeah, the middle and, and wind yep. it back up again absolutely and, you know, i remember like recording off the radio like just yeah. trying to get that right time just to radio. get a start and just hoping that the announcer wouldn't speak over the track because i oh, had a yeah, clean copy yeah. of it like yeah mixtapes passing out <laughs> mixtapes to each other at school and that totally oh, man, I love burnt cds that. and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah burning cds that'd be sure flash, yeah way back when <laughs> yeah so um yeah. yeah, it's definitely definitely some interesting things coming in in the future, man. So totally. So so you're obviously a drummer, yeah. I'm a so drummer, what, yeah. what's the craziest gig you ever played? Oh, I, man, I didn't do many gigs. It was more like um, I played in some bands where we recorded a bit of music. Um, gigs would have been like for groups of dudes from like at parties and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I never did any big star, awesome. big, big scale gig, gigs or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The the um the most constant gig I had was playing in the church band for all those years. But I definitely cool. um. We recorded some uh, some music and things like that, but my mates were all just like too too derry to organise gigs and things like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. you know. Yep. So yeah, it wasn't uh, all, uh, cool. definitely not playing. Uh, we we played covers to get tight. We're definitely writing music and things like that, but yeah, didn't get as far to to, to play gigs and, and pump them out. I don't have any cool stories for you. <laughs> for you <laughs> no, there. Cool. What about yeah, yeah. yourself? You got some good, I don't know. good, good gig stories? Man, first to think back, I think probably the craziest one I, I did was um was. I was in high school. This was very early on, and we were kind of playing this crazy rendition of Amazing Grace um, with an like acoustic trio. And mm. do you remember the Star Search competition that was on Star like years Search, ago? No. It was this little competition that they used to run regionally, and then whoever won the regional heats got to compete down in Perth. Yeah, okay. And the final competition was at Burzler Dome, which was, mm. was crazy, Big. massive. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so we we got to try and give that a go. We we got through the final round and made it down to this Burzler Dome thing. And um, I was was playing this um, this guitar solo part in Amazing Grace on an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And there's this bit where I'm wearing knee pads and slid out to the front of the stage <laughs> yeah. like a rock star style. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, I was like 12 years old. Give yeah. it a go. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, anyway, I didn't realize the front of the stage was carpeted. Um, oh, ended no. up stacking it, falling on my back. Tried to save myself by doing this weird thing that kind of looked like what I call now the cockroach, which was a bit weird. <laughs> sort of like a hybrid of the worm. and uh... Totally. Yep. Yep, totally. Got off stage, was completely humiliated, and then realized that the girl I liked at the time was in the audience and just oh, moved down no. to Perth. So just, that's probably one of my worst ones, I think. Oh, mate. <laughs> As, was there some – did you get some slide before you hit the carpet or was it just oh, look, I can't the remember, to be honest. It was a long time ago now. But, oh, I was going to say, if you had a little bit of a slide, at least people would know what you were going for. Yeah. If you just ran and hit the carpet and face planted straight into the cockroach, they might have been thinking, oh, no, he's having a fit. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> save him. Save his guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you save the guitar? Did you yeah, fall well, on it? it was fine, yeah. but thankfully. <laughs> oh, well, now, so I don't have any good yeah. stories um, for that but for you. But, um, well – Mate, I don't know where to go with it anymore. I could probably sit here and talk to you all day about just random stuff, which <laughs> is it. which is good. Um, I'll check the I'll check the timer on this. I know that the uh, thirty five minutes we can go for a little bit longer if you like. If you yeah, want to keep going, you, man. Or, totally. Okay, man. I'm cool to just keep shoot, shooting the breeze with you. So one thing I've got to um, bring up is a little something that um, 
I'm gonna have a bit of a dig at people here. I um just to stir them up. I went for a run. This, <laughs> went for a run this morning, right? Beautiful yep. morning. Beautiful morning. Um, I had my work Christmas do on Wednesday night. Cool. Stayed out too late. Drank too many beers. Went yep. to work Thursday. Struggled through that. Didn't go to the gym or train or anything Friday. I woke up this morning. Thought I've got to get out, clear my head, do some exercise, get amongst it. So went for a run. Absolutely beautiful. Beautiful morning, right? Yep. Every single person I saw was running a fly net. My <laughs> I, there was no flies around. If there were, I used my hand to just <laughs> just just brush them out of my face and so keep going. Not a, not a fan of the old fly now. No, right? no, no. Unless you you got to be seventy years old, I reckon. <laughs> you know, wearing like the magnets on your wrists, walking and things like that. Then you're allowed to have a fly net. Otherwise, I think you just need to harden up. Use your hand to shoe them. Definitely not a fly net morning. So I just want to stir up people with fly nets. Um, I thought about that when I was running this morning. I thought I'm going to yep. stir them up today in the podcast, especially because I know a couple of lads I'm working with are wearing them out at the intakes at the moment. So, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shots fired. <laughs> not not a fly net guy. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have an issue with them though. But yeah, I'm, 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 I don't. I don't have an issue really. I just just stirring people up. That's so, gold. So um, fly nets yeah. and my, my other pet hate is is uh, flat hats. I can't do yeah. flat hats. Yeah. Again, yeah, my okay. mate was telling me he grew up with them playing wearing them at cricket. But um, yeah, I can't do the the, the, the flat hats. I just put the the old sun cream on the back of my kid's head, and, that, and that's it. No, no flat hats, no fly nets in my household. They're the two rules. <laughs> that's your kids. You're not allowed it. That's, that's it, it's mate. The rules. Yeah, anything rules else we can. Dave household. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's yeah. gold. So look, man, uh, we've been fairly music orientated today. So I want yeah. to ask you, like, what what's what are you kind of listening to at the moment? What's what's getting you going in terms of music content? Well, I'm pretty excited about the um, Red Hot Chili Peppers tickets. I just oh, bought. Oh man, they are here in March. Is it March yeah. next year? Cool, yep, cool. Yep, yep. Just jumped onto the pre-sale for that and got uh, a ticket for me and my best mate. So we're we're booked in. Got uh, general admission standing at the, at the front there. Oh, sweet. I, I had to hit him up to see what. I kind of knew what his answer was going to be. As I've got older, I've enjoyed going seated in, in gigs, Because right? <laughs> I like to sit back. You don't actually sit when you're in seated. It just means you're a bit further back in the in stands. Yeah. And I find that you, you get to see the whole show a little bit better. Yep. Um, I, I kind of first figured that out at um, uh, Metallica. So the first uh, time I saw Metallica yes. was the big day out, 2005 or six. Wow. And um, I'd run out of money. I couldn't go to the beer garden anymore and drink. I'd lost all my friends. I yep. didn't have any credit on my phone. I thought, oh, man, I've had a big day. Metallica were coming on. I thought, oh, I'm just going to watch them on my own and, and be done with it. No, I didn't have energy to get into the mosh pit or anything. So I yep. went back behind the sound desk and there was a bit of a clearing in the grass and some limestone steps. I sat on the step and then I thought, I'll watch the whole show from here. Yep. I was young or whatever. So it was the first time I'd ever done that. And I was blown away by the whole show. I was like, oh, wow, man, look at all the production here. I can hear all the songs. I get to see the whole thing. Yeah, play exactly. Out, rather than being in the middle, uh, in amongst it. Like, Pushing you know, through people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah trying to stay on your you feet, and, which yeah, is yeah, great yeah. fun, but yeah, you kind of yeah. miss out on a lot of the vibe. Totally. I've done ACDC up in the seated section. I've done Eminem up in the seated section. The second time I went to Metallica, I bought seated tickets, and then my friend, um, he uh, swapped them out for the standing of the, of the day before, yeah, so we went right. standing. That was when they had the round stage and everything. Yep. So I was down in the mosh pit for that. So I've experienced cool. Metallica from both uh, both ends of it. Yep. So I was kind of thinking, I'd like to go to Chili's and be up in the seated section where I could see the whole show. I'm nice. going to be standing up, dancing around, singing all those all the tracks anyway. Yep. But um, I'm going with my best mate who's a big music freak as well. So I messaged him and said, "Go, I'm buying these Chili tickets, seated or standing. And then he writes back. Standing, standing 100%. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, I'll yep. concede that one to you. So we've got the standing tickets. Yep. Um, I'm pretty pumped for that. But as far as what I'm actually listening to at the moment, um, I just did the the John Butler Trio's latest album recently. Nice. I, I was, yeah, I kind of got into that. Um, I've, I'm going to have a quick drink of water. Yeah, that's that's cool. 
I love John Butler. He's, he's such a talented beezer as well. Like he, man, he is, man. He's got such a cool style and vibe. So I've seen him multiple times live as well, and I've really got a connection to him and his, his music. And I like that he did something different with the with the latest album. You know, like that. It's not just a, yeah. They haven't. I, I did a bit of a review on it on the last podcast, but it wasn't a phone in. You know, it was yeah. a um, it's a legitimate um, sort of experimental sound, something different for the for the trio. You know, and you can tell that they're really passionate still and doing something different. Which and they and they pulled it off, which is important. So totally. I was excited about that. As far as new music, I was speaking to a guy at work about this the other day, and um. I'm feeling my age when I listen to the radio <laughs> and, and, and when I listen to current music. I'm always uh, very, like, conscious of not, like, getting old and not liking things just because I don't understand yeah, yeah, things yeah. like that. So I do stay connected to the newer music. But so I listen to Triple J yep. as my radio station when I do listen to radio stations. And I find a lot of the time the percentage of music that I'm into uh, and new music I find on Triple J isn't the same as what it used to be anymore. So my yeah, taste right. is definitely getting older as they're still aimed at a younger demographic. The hip hop they, they play is sort of not my kind of style. Hip hop, yep. um, I like some of the new post metal and things like that, uh, post hardcore. Sorry, but um, I'm finding it harder and harder to find good music on on um, on the radio. So I'm having to explore things like Spotify and, and and things like that a bit more. And just looking yep. at older bands that are bringing out new albums, like Disturbed just brought out a new album recently. I'll, I'll run that one for a few for a few listens at the gym. Yeah, but um, I, I suppose I bounce between. I love that feeling when you find a new album comes yeah. out. You listen to it from start to finish because I normally do it on like a Friday night. I know there's albums come out I want, I want to listen to. Yeah. Kids will go to bed, everything. I'll sit down and have a beer on Friday night, put the headphones on and just listen to the whole whole thing through maybe once or twice. And I love that feeling when it just, just grips you and you're like, man, this is awesome. I've got to listen yeah. and I listen to that album for the next, you know, two or three months. I just put it on repeat everywhere I go and listen to it. And I love that. I love that feeling. But I haven't had one of those since um, – well, Eminem's Kamikaze album was really good, but um, yeah. it's been a little while since I've had one of those in, in in other genres. So I don't know. I'm always looking for something new. But yeah, nice. What What about in terms of the live stuff? What What's the best live concert you ever been to? Best live gig I ever went to. Well, it's hard to go past the first live concert I ever went to. And I was speaking yeah. about this with somebody the other day. Was uh, Friends Will Rom? Wow. Until I was 15 cool. years old at the Capitol Bar, the back, nice. the back of the Capitol yeah. in the city. That would have been cranky. So good, man. You know, we were into, I was into punk when I was growing up. So yep. one of the old boys like drove us all in, lining up out the back. I remember the butterflies in my stomach. I was like, oh, this is cool, man. You know, like 15 <laughs> bucks at the door or something wow, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went in. That was pretty, that one stands out in my mind. Uh, Metallica were definitely good both times I saw them. Just the production and the uh, stand, like the stage production and everything, uh, you know, and how good their sound quality is live. You're like, yeah, these dudes know what yeah. they're doing they've been doing this for 30 yeah, yeah, odd yeah. years you know that's totally. was pretty pretty awesome um eminem was more of an experience for me it was on my bucket list as cool. far as yeah and i like the way he played a lot of medleys in his tracks so he's got yep. so many big hits so he couldn't play them all and keep everyone happy so he'd do a, a song like with two or three verses and that all be a, a verse from a different song each way through and one and he'd do one chorus from that song so it'd yep. be like three songs could be jammed into sort of one five minute space so that was yep. that was pretty cool but um as far as as far as the best live live gig, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say that Metallica's up there and, and Friends were on. Yeah, on, nice. On, on my first gig. What about you? I, th- I think mine would probably be. I think it's Mariana's Trench. I don't know if Mariana's you've heard of them. Trench. No, I haven't. No, so they're they're a band um, based over in the in Canada actually. Uh, and the the lead singer, his dad used to run a studio, mm. so he grew up in the studio. So he's just this amazing freak of a lead singer who can just hit about any note possible. Mm. And he, he does all his own studio work. The songs are just incredible. Yep. 
um, and they're a really tight band. The, the singer also wrote Call Me Maybe. Um, Call Me Maybe. Yeah, that, that big song that yeah. with Carly Rae Jepsen, I think, did a few years ago. Yeah, so he, he wrote that, yeah. which was amazing. Yeah, right. Um, so they, they were totally awesome. They're, they're a punk rock band, um, just totally tight. But we saw them, um, my wife and I saw them over at, uh, it was in Perth, just trying to think of the venue, but it was a small, intimate, mm-hmm. well, it was after theatre. So it was yeah, a small, okay. small yeah. intimate room, tiny place, probably 200 people or 300 people in there, all standing, mm. just awesome. The best vibe, best concert. Yeah. yeah when when sure. bands are so tight like that, that's really good, isn't it? Yeah. That's one thing I loved about the uh, the Black Sorrows at the, the Red Country yeah, Festival, nice. just like how tight those dudes were. You know, they've been playing together for years, man. Like I yeah. love that that feeling, you know. Uh, um, and get a bunch of guys like that who, who know exactly what they're doing. And that yeah. sounds sound so good, man. That was yeah. like, it's been a long, I haven't caught a whole lot of live music over the last few years, like living up in, in Headland, yeah. having kids yeah. and things like that. So hopefully we can change that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can change that, man. I'm definitely looking forward to Chili Peppers. And while I'm yeah. while I'm at it, a couple of other gigs that stand out in my mind was I saw Birds of Tokyo, like the hey. first sort of three gigs they did as a, as cool. a band, you know, when it wow. was first came off as a side project. And it was, yeah. I remember going there, there'd be, there'd be like, 50 people in the crowd, 20 bucks a ticket. The next time there was, you know, 150 people in the crowd, 30 yeah, bucks a ticket. Right. And then they just got so bigger growing, and bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. started watching them on, on bigger and bigger stages. Yeah. So um, they overtook Carnival for a little while there, which was pretty impressive. Yeah, like, they did. To an extent. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, Carnival will still be going to seas, but there's a point there, I think, Birds, local at least within Australia, they took over like, yeah. Carnival for a while. But that last Birds album um, had a real Carnival feel to it. It did, did a progressive sort of metal kind of feel to it. Yeah. Totally, I got that vibe too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I love love both bands. I mean, Same. Both incredible, yeah. incredible artists. Yeah, phenomenal. Well, we have a quick look at the time here, dude. Forty five minutes. Um, what do you want to do? Yeah, if you have somewhere to be, yeah, yeah we'll wrap it up. Yeah, why all right. Not? So easy. No, well, I really you. appreciate the time, man, and. Um, yeah. It's good to get this done, and uh, I should have hit you up earlier, but it's probably timing worked out well with yeah. the, the carols and everything. And Definitely. I think we've got a little bit of a system worked out now. I can I can do this and feel a bit more <laughs> a bit more professional, less embarrassed when I have people uh, as guests on. So I've got a couple of ideas uh, for the podcast next year. I'll, I'll talk to you off air um, about it. But um, awesome. yeah, so this is going to help out with the, the little setup I'm planning as well, which is going to be um, awesome, man. So I appreciate your time on here, man. It's no, been um, thanks for having me, man. It's, yeah, it's great. It's been great really good fun. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, you're very easy to talk to. So that's always <laughs> good, good man. My notes were done and dusted within sort of 20 minutes. We <laughs> pumped through all the material on there, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I just appreciate your time, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. Go to the Facebook page, Instagram page, and yeah, if there's anything you want to hear us talk about. Um, anything you like, you love, you don't like, let me know. Yeah, get involved, get the conversation happening. And before we shoot, man, what can people do to help support you? What can they do to help um, you know, to be involved, grow the business? Just what, what can people yeah, do look, and where can they find you? Basically, if, if you're running an event, get in touch with us. We're on Facebook. We've got a website, ptcproductions.com.au. Um, come and get in touch. We love to help you. love to support you um, and just really help to create that awesome local music vibe. And if there's a gig happening in town you're interested, make sure you head along and check it out because by supporting the music and Supporting the gigs, there'll be more of it. You can help it grow. Yeah, absolutely. And come to Carol's. Come to the Carol's. That's it. <laughs> December 9th. Yes, December 9th. 5.30 crowd entertainment, 6.30 showtime. Cool. Too easy. Well, there he is. The man, the legend, Brad Holder from PCC Productions. Thanks very much. Average Man Podcast, episode 20, over and out.